Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Smaller double team this time by New York against Kyrie. To Green. Yes, sir! What a hit by Green, but what a sequence of hustle by Dallas. Bally with the audio last night. Man, I'm trying to make this a bigger conversation. Yeah. I'm taking this to Gary Payton. John Stockton. Allen Iverson. Is there any way that Kyrie Irving can one day be mentioned in those names? Does he deserve to with off-the-court stuff get him taken out of it? Because just watching this guy, as you did in person yesterday, yes, I did. well, is a beautiful treat. Lower level, too. Not it, lower level. Don't care. Not lower level. Yeah, go ahead. Keep flexing. Yeah. Uh, it's behind the basket. Don't, uh, don't, don't care. I don't believe Gary Payton is in the possibilities for him. Oh, okay. That was the one I was thinking was, like, maybe most realistic. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't view their games as, like, remotely similar. No, no, no. I'm not comparing their games. I'm just talking about when we're talking oh, about, like. legacy? Yeah, yeah. Like, greatness. Yeah. No, no, no. Not not in terms of their games. By the way, 44 and 10 assists as Kyrie Irving outshines Jalen Brunson coming back to the AAC. And the Mavericks hang on to win 128 124 over the New York Knicks. I'm just talking about yeah, when we yeah, talk yeah. about point guards. Or, well, you, you yeah, know, he's, uh, you know, the, Gary was a scoring guard too. Yeah, but he, I think, I think if you were, if you were to ask people, like, you say one thing about Gary Payton, you'd say defense. Yes. Defense first, yeah. right? The glove. Um, I, I think Kyrie will be remembered. Is there any way he can catch Iverson? I think that's like, I think that's like his comp too, right? Like that's, that's that's who I think the comp is because you talk about like the style of play, not just the style of play, but the legacy thing too, where it's like he's so incredibly talented and yet he was considered a wild card as a personality and and like sometimes he'd be really great for your teams, other times he'd struggle with teams. I think that a career trajectory, the Iverson thing is the best comp for and, Kyrie. And you never knew what you were going to get at his press conferences either. <laughs> right, so like, there's that, there's that element to it. I think, I think Iverson's the one that that he would have the best chance at. You know, I, I think like you know, overall, the game will remember him in a much different way than Gary Payton. You know, because Payton's like is like the, the old school throwback uh, defense first guy. But you know, like, there's no comparison. Like Kyrie offensively runs circles around almost all these point guards, with the exception of you know Iverson and you know Nash is really good offensively too, but they were yeah. totally different. Oh yeah, what about Nash? I mean, Nash, I mean, you, you win multiple MVPs. I mean, you're in a category that most are not. Will you take Nash over Iverson? Um, Power rank him. Nash, Iverson, GP, Kyrie. Peyton, fourth. Okay. Uh, oh, that's tough, man. Right? I'm trying to come up with that like category. Yeah, I mean, tough. should I throw Stockton into this, even though it's nothing but assists? I'm not trying to insult him, but you think assists first, you know? Stockton. Yeah, I know, yeah, for sure. You think assists first. Um, short shorts. That's what I'm trying to, uh, and some other things, man. Yep. I, I don't know. Probably that's difficult because Nash, Kyrie, and Iverson, as great as they were, they all have like flaws, like for their legacies. Uh, probably Iverson. Kyrie Nash, I guess. Iverson, Kyrie Nash. All right, y'all. Let I, us I can know. be talked into any order. Probably, I could be. T- I could literally be talked into any order. If you tell me that Kyrie's one, if you tell me Nash is one, Iverson, sure. Y'all, let us know. Trevor.com text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Basically speaking to the greatness of this guy after what he did last night without Luka Doncic as the Mavericks beat the red hot Knicks. What were you seeing or feeling and watching Jalen Brunson's game? Out there, man, it like he he was. I mean, he was okay, but he was clearly not the best player on the floor for them. Clearly, and that was Julius Randle. 
who was tremendous. Uh, like he was, a, he was good, uh, but it did not have any feeling like I was watching that and I was thinking, oh man, that's a that's a hundred plus million dollar guy. You know, I, I just did. Uh, now he's obviously he's, he scored thirty. I know, but it was it was it felt like a volume thirty. I mean, he had ten. He was ten at twenty two. Randall was twelve at twenty three. Almost man, the same. I, I bet you if you were to go look up um, usage rate or ball control rate, that Randall was so far and away. I can't. I I, I was I was sitting here watching this thing, thinking to myself, does Brunson ever bring the ball up? Randall brought the ball up like. Every, I mean, seemingly every rebound he got, he's going down down the floor. Uh, so I, I don't know. I just felt like Randall was by far the better player for them last night in person. Now maybe mm-hmm. maybe it showed different on TV. And Tim Hardaway coming up huge and in the clutch. By the way, OKC beat Portland by sixty two. Jeez, beat them by sixty two last night. And you wanted to give a shout out to Pat Riley for the oh, Eric Spolstra man. deal. This is amazing. Find somebody that loves you the way Pat Riley loves Eric Spolstra, who is, is he the best coach of the NBA? Is he the second best coach of the NBA? Third? He's up there. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's tremendous. I think he's proved all the doubters wrong, but they gave him an extension. Eight years, $120 million. But Pat Riley and company waited until he signed his divorce (laughs) to give him the contract. (laughs) <laughs> so it would not be a part of the divorce proceedings. Now that is that is that is next level right there. Now, I mean, he's got kids with the uh, with with his ex wife, so he's still going to be on the hook, hook for child support. But and that's going to be based off of salary. But he's already making a ton of money, so he's probably maxed that anyway. This is this is unbelievable. And Kawhi got paid again. Kawhi got paid an obscene amount of money. Yeah, so yeah. Kawhi Leonard, and it's funny, I was looking at this. They have already committed to Kawhi Leonard. As of the time when that contract went down, they had already committed $192 million to him in the five years that he had been in L.A. He had played 193 games. You're talking about him playing, getting basically a million dollars a game to play for them because he's been so banged up. He's been so unhealthy. He's he's had the issues with the injuries and everything else. Well, so he signs a new three-year, $153 million deal. That means that by the time this contract's up in 2027, the Clippers will have paid Kawhi $344 $344 million, and there's a good chance, just the way with everything set up, that it ultimately gets them nothing in terms of a return. But he gets paid once again. This is the third contract they've signed with him, and he's managed to stay healthy this year, playing really well, but it still ultimately has not played out the way they wanted. We have a Cowboys-Packers playoff ticket giveaway coming up at some point in time this hour. The Expressway is about to be commercial-free at 720, featuring a brand-new R.J. Choppy Cowboy playoff song. Micah Parsons said he was not really bothered about not making the Players All-Pro team. Quote, I love this. If you look at some of the names on there, you could just tell people were just writing down names. It's not something mm. that really matters, at least to players. Your peers voting on who makes it and it doesn't matter to you or players? Okay. Brandon Aubrey was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Month. He also won the award in October and December as a first-year player. Uh, and Dak, man, Dak Prescott going to get all the free merchandise. He's been reminding himself about the road to the Super Bowl the last few months. Quote, I've got a lot of Louis Vuitton stuff. Why? It's because of the LV for Las Vegas. If I look at my bag, it's all LV. Literally, I just went and got my girl a bag the other day. I'm like, the only thing I'm getting is one of these with the LV logo on it. Oh, man, this is brilliant. Must be nice. Must be great. I'm just going to go to the store today. What are you going to get? I don't know. I'm going to get some ice cream and a Louie. So if you're if you're Dax girl, you're like, sweetheart, motivation. Motivation. Yeah, motivation. Think about Vegas. Think about Vegas today as he goes out to North Park yeah. and, get, and buys up all the Louis bags. All the bags. All the Louis stuff. I don't even know what the heck, all, everything that they have. Wallets, bags, yeah. purses, suitcases. They got everything. Backpacks. Tony Pauline. Bobby, you can talk. Oh. Speak to his credibility, who that is. Hit or miss. He, he, he'll hit on some stuff, but he'll be completely wrong and screw some things up. About 50-50. Apparently said the Cowboys could hire Bill Belichick if Jerry Jones is not satisfied with the way his team ends the season. So that was from Tony Pauline. Yeah, Tony Tony Pauline's a good one to get crumbs, and, and whenever he says anything, you have to go run it down because it can be right. He can run us information. 
I think his reputation with a lot of people around the league and other media is that he's not going to vet much. He's going to, he'll turn out what he hears. And so because of that, the hit rate's not always great, but that absolutely seems to be something that's circulating. Whether it's true or not, somebody wants that out there. Somebody wants that chatter started. Like you mentioned yesterday, doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from the Cowboys. Cowboys may not have that all. That may only be coming from New England. That may only be coming from Belichick. We don't know where it's coming from, but somebody out there thinks it's a value to get that message out there. Let's get to the other Sunday games. Okay, so we're going to have minus 30 wind chill possibly in Kansas City, but then in Buffalo. That's Saturday night, right? The Kansas City one, Saturday night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, But then Buffalo, Sunday at noon, they're talking about possibly moving the game? The speculation that the game could be moved and the National Football League was asked about it, uh, and they refuted some of these reports that the game could be moved to Cleveland because of the lake effect snow that could rain down on the Buffalo. But I thought everybody wanted to do snow games. <laughs> Why do I, you have to be so miserable? I, a game in the snow like that, and you know, everyone breathing and. You know, because it's, it's fun. It's childhood nostalgic it's, memories. It's, it's childhood, man. But th- does it breed bad football? Do the bu- let me let me ask you this: Do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs? Think about it now. Do you think that Kansas City and Buffalo would prefer to play those games at their stadiums in these conditions versus neutral? Kansas City uh, against Miami. Would the Chiefs prefer to play it at Arrowhead freezing? Or neutral with the Miami offense. I think with Miami, they might they would probably rather be in Kansas City, but yeah. they're going to be in a nightmare spot because they won't be able to throw the ball either. Right. Maybe with that wind. Right. Uh, if I'm Buffalo, like, but Kansas City, and and then you had the crowd. Right now, if I'm Buffalo against Pittsburgh, I'd much rather play in a dome. Right, because it may neutralize things. It may for you. neutralize your quarterback. So yeah. it's it's give and take, and I think that's you know just look at Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers was light years better than Eli Manning in 07. Or, I'm sorry, Brett Favre was late years better than Eli Manning in 07. And Rodgers has lost tons of playoff games uh, at home to lesser quarterbacks, I think in large part because of the weather neutralized his ability and his advantage. Just please just get get Pittsburgh out of here. Yes. I'm, please. I'm, I'm, please get them off my TV screen. The Bills are favored by 10. And then Sunday night at 7 o'clock on NBC, Rams, Lions, Detroit favored by 3. I still, I think I'm going to pick the Rams in that one. I, like I, I just, and it's not. I know. Straight up. Yeah, I know a lot of people have thought that the Rams or, or, or there's been an overselling of the Rams. Everything else, very well, may be the case. They have played really well in the second half. They've been the only team that really challenged Baltimore and, and made things really tough on them at home in the in the second half of the season. So, I just think that they are going to be a handful for Detroit. And I just there, there's a lot of while they're tough and everything else. I don't know that they can keep up with what the Rams want to try to do. It's an interesting game. I'm, I'm definitely taking the over because the Rams' defense stinks, too. They're, what, 22nd in the league? and They played better in the second half. Though. Sure. Uh, but, you know, what the what the Lions do well on the offensive line um, stifles what the Rams do well. There, there's time the Rams may move Aaron Donald outside mm. in this one because the Lions' interior defensive front is so good. Uh, and then Taylor Decker is their weak spot. But this is, uh, this is interesting because the you know, – the Rams have a ton of playoff experience. Was that the sixty-eight or seventy? Sixty-eight, right? The Lions have no playoff experience. I mean, Goff's the only one really with playoff experience on the Lions for the most part. They've got, I mean, they, they have some guys in the secondary that have it. Yeah, but on their offense, I mean, who's got playoff experience on their offense? And we don't even know about Laporta. As Gavin Dawson talked about while uh, on the G Bag Nation yesterday, when I was driving home listening, Dane Dunning's agent being called into question here. million to return to the Texas Rangers. My goodness. Chris Young, what a deal. Man, I think Dane Dunning and what he did last year gets forgotten about. $3.3 million? That is a steal. By the way, Marcus Stroman, Yankees, two for 37. Yeah, when you look at what Dunning did last year, not just when he stepped in the rotation and pitched really well and covered when DeGrom went down, but you remember early on, he was saving their bullpen. Guys would get rocked in games early, and then he'd come in for five innings in a bullpen that nobody really trusted, and he'd get you know a run given up or whatever else. He was, you can make an argument like he was the X factor to the season, the regular season. He was the, like, yeah. outside of the Seagers and everybody else, the big guys. Yeah, he was, Dunning was a huge impact. Yeah, they just avoid arbitration, so 
it goes there's no judge that rules what they're gonna yeah was this decided on by someone or yeah so they what they do is they the rangers have a have a number and christian dane dunning's people have a number and if they can't agree to it they go to a they go to an arbitration hearing and that arbiter determines what the salary is going to be okay this just avoids that so like they said you know if if i say four million and you say three million we settle at three and a half all right, there it is. Everything you need to know about the rest of the sports world. Back to Cowboys, Packers, as Bobby is going to take you inside the history between these two. RJ has a brand new Cowboys playoff song. If executed, I think this could break the RJ Choppy fan song record. And tickets to Sunday for turning it on, leaving it on. The commercial free expressway is next. At some call from mom, answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Point in time, this segment, we're going to send you to the playoff game, all thanks to Miller Lite. Cowboys, Packers, playoff tickets during the expressway where we are commercial-free before we all make the official picks at 8 o'clock along with you on the truckwreck.com text line. I'm Sean Trafe alongside RJ Choppy and our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt, Choppy, and Bobby have produced a brand-new playoff song that may not be able to stack up to Chandler Jones' Bill Belichick song. We'll get to that <laughs> momentarily. Man, I was like, is this thing broken? Is this on loop or Bill what? Belichick. Chandler Jones is on loop. But first, Roberto with the history behind Sunday. Yeah, this is still, I, I mean, you know, there there's obviously a lot of history for, or recent history for Cowboys fans with the Packers. Because I think if you look back over, you know, the last, d- during the course of the post-Super Bowl run for the Cowboys here over the last 27 years, a lot of the heartbreak probably goes back to the Packers for, for this team. That you've got the 2016 game, obviously, where Dallas falls down 21-3, and Dak plays really well in the second half um, and they get, you know, they get the impossible Aaron Rodgers turnover. Jeff Heath gets an interception. Rodgers didn't turn the ball over. And you felt like in that game, you really needed one and that he always limited interceptions. Well, they get one there uh, and you end up driving down the field, setting up, getting the tie. And then of course you get the just impossible third and 20 completion to Jared cook on the final drive sets up the Mason Crosby field goal. That's a big heartbreak for people. People j- tend to look at it on two sides. That was Aaron Rodgers screwing you. If you're anti-Dak or you're pro-Romo, you look at it as that was your best opportunity. You let it slip away because you let the rookie quarterback, Dak, who was not as good as Romo, play that game. And if you would have had Romo in there, they would have won. So there's a lot of what if there for that game. The rookie scored 31 points. I'm sure they were fine. We already know about the 2014 playoff game, the Dez caught again, which the anniversary was yesterday. It's been nine years since that happened. Nine years. That seems like yesterday. But that game, one of the things that I think is funny about that is the the forgotten legacy of that game is they could go down inside the five. That could be rule the completion. They're down at the two. They could score. I think they still lose because they had shown no ability, particularly in the second half, to stop Aaron Rodgers. 
they methodically moved down the field. You got to remember, there's four and a half minutes left yeah. when that turnover occurred, and Aaron Rodgers went down the field and milked the rest of the clock. Like they had no problem getting down there. They could have scored again if they wanted. They just were trying to run clock out. So it sucked. Yeah. But there were other aspects of that game that you can point to and say, no, this this game didn't just come down to that. And even if you would have scored. It's not necessarily the big what if you th- what if you think it is because they in all likelihood drop it after that, but that's Man. just the recent history with them. Yeah, and that that to me that four minute offense it was four oh five they got the ball back with. I'm sorry, four four oh six. When you're able to pick up first downs and the other team you know, knows you're trying to burn clock and you're still able to get first downs like that is the mark of just an uh, just the first of all you have no defense. Second of all that the other teams. Not being stopped. And and you're right. They were not going to stop them. Who was the uh, leading pass rusher on that 2014 Cowboys team? Led the team in sacks. Uh, Hilo. Uh, Demarcus Ware. Jeremy Mincy. Wasn't even there. Was six. It? Oh, my Lord. They Ware could, was gone, right? That they, year, that was yeah, his first he was year gone. gone. They could, it was his second year gone. But they, they couldn't generate any pass rush. They couldn't turn the ball over. I think there were two different third and eight pluses on that game ceiling drive from them that Rodgers converted. Because they couldn't get any pressure, they, they couldn't cover for long enough. So that's the the recent history that everybody's really familiar with. This obviously goes back much further than that. The the Cowboys and the Packers. This is the ninth time that they'll play each other. That's tied for the most common opponent the Cowboys have ever had in the playoffs with the 49ers. And I know it seems odd to a lot of people; they don't seem to realize it that they the Cowboys have played the Rams nine times in the playoffs. Wow! Because they played in the 70s almost every year, mm. and then in the 80s they played a little bit, and then obviously we had the game a couple years ago, but. This was something where the Packers were, if you want to talk about historic what-ifs, and, and, you know, when we talk about the Pistons being Michael Jordan, the one that really stuck in his craw, and how that changed a legacy, or you talk about, well, if this team wouldn't have been here, how much more successful would this one have been? The Cowboys would have really had a chance to go on a dominant 60s into the 70s run if not for the Packers, because the very first two Super Bowls, obviously were Green Bay going in and winning. And in both games, Dallas had an opportunity in the, in the NFL Conference Championship game because back there was the NFL was a conference. That's the, today's NFC. They had a real opportunity to win both of those games. They got outworked by a veteran Green Bay team. The same thing we're talking about, about veteran versus youth and everything else. Dallas ran into that against the Packers in the late 60s where it was a team that a lot of people felt like was old, was past their prime. They you know had their dominant early 60s run. But Star wasn't the same. Lombardi was getting near the end of his career. You had this young Dallas team, and Tom Landry was doing a lot of really exciting things. A lot of people don't know this. The 4-3 defense that was invented by Landry when he was with the Giants. I think we all know that. And so he ends up going to Dallas and being say? a young innovator. <laughs> being a young innovator. I wasn't going to say anything. And one of the things that those two are considered veteran savvy beating talent in a lot of ways in those 60s games. I know the Packers have this huge reputation, but by that point, they were considered over the hill. And of course, you had in the second NFL Conference Championship game, that was the Ice Bowl. Dallas led that game with 17 seconds left. Bart Starr, just on the the two-foot line, sneaks it in to win that game. And that was not, that was the original tush push right there. And the question there was actually, was it even going to be possible to sneak the ball? They weren't sure because it was so damn cold. They couldn't, slippery. Get footing. Yeah, they couldn't get footing. So they weren't even sure that a sneak, a power play like that, anyone, anyone would be able to have their footing. So Man, there are some games in, 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 in NFL lore where you hear other than like that with the footing. There was a game, it was the 81 Raiders-Browns playoff game where Great year. they went for it. Is it the year you were born? Yeah. Uh, millennial. Uh, they went for it on fourth down or whatever instead of kicking the field goal because they didn't think the ball was frozen. They could they didn't think they could kick it, and that yeah. was their excuse that well we went for it here we threw an interception because the ball was frozen. It was like what the it's ball like was kicking frozen. a rock ball was frozen. Okay, and that's just like some of these games in these cold weather cities. Crazy man, you get the weather like that. It's funny. I think if you. Look, of course, you go through the history. The the Cowboys are able to exercise some demons a little bit later. 1983, they beat the Packers. That was their first playoff victory against them. And and they did it against Bart Starr coaching on the other sideline. So for that Cowboys organization, Tom Landry being able to do that, that was a big game to them. That sent them to their third straight NFC Championship game appearance. But the a, a lot of this recent history, if you guys ever see Brian brought us out in public, just get to talking to him about the 90s Cowboys and specifically his experience with the Packers. Tell him not to yell at you during Love of the Star. Yes, exactly. He didn't even yell. He was just, he, he was so dismissive. 
was just like, you, you don't even know what you're talking about, you <laughs> fool. Uh, because that's something today that you can see how much it still eats at Brian, that, that rivalry and how they fell short. What we talk about with Dallas currently in the 49ers, about the, man, there's a little bit of a boogeyman effect. And stuff like that. Brian's told the stories about this before, that Dallas was that to Green Bay in the 90s, that Reggie White, he's told the story several times. They play the Cowboys in the playoffs three straight years. It was the divisional round in the 93-94 season, divisional round in 94-95, and then they finally get him in the conference championship game in 95-96. And Reggie White, they get him done with the divisional game, and they're all pumped, and they think, man, Dallas is vulnerable. They struggled in the season. We're young. They're starting to get old. We can see the cracks. We can beat them. And Brian talks about going in the locker room and seeing Reggie White just with a blank stare after they won the divisional round. And he went over there, and he was like, Rev, what's wrong? We, we're, we're about to go to the conference title game. We got these guys. And he goes, I'm going to have to play Eric Williams for four quarters. And Eric Williams used to just get in Reggie's head. And Brian said he knew right then. He's like, uh-oh, we don't have Reggie next week. Like Reggie's brain, mind is taken out of this game. And that was the kind of will that the Cowboys imposed on the Packers in the 90s and, and the way they really hung up on them. And it had become, like I say, when we mentioned that Pistons thing where Jordan had the Pistons, had to overcome them and then get into his 90s role, that was what it was for Favre. Favre's yeah. legacy was having to overcome the Cowboys. And in essence, he never got the chance to do it because he never beat them in the playoffs. That is the buildup to Sunday right here on 105.3 The Fan. And I think it's perfect timing right now to hook you up in the best way possible for turning it on, leaving it on. All thanks to Miller Lite. <laughs> All right, Tolos, that's right. Call at number 10 right now at 877-881-1053. Wins a pair of tickets to the NFC wildcard game matchup between the Cowboys and Packers this Sunday at at t Stadium, courtesy of Miller Lite. That's call at number 10 at 877-881-1053. What will be the fan breakdown Sunday, percentage-wise? In the stadium, oh, ninety eight percent Cowboys. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, playoff games, you don't usually get a lot of the road crowd because you can't plan unless they live here. Oh, you know what I mean. So there's nobody's track. You know, ninety eight. I'd say be very, very high, very, very high. Pa- Packers are a a national there, team. There though. may be a lot of Packer fans here, but I think the Cowboy tickets would they have gone on sale before the game was determined on who they played. You know, like, like right. some sports, you I, buy tickets in advance. That's why you don't usually get, like, I don't know. I, I have the, Are the divisional round tickets even on sale? So if they are already, they may be on sale. And, like, Lion fans or Ram or uh, Eagle fans, are t- they're not going to buy them. There, there were a lot of San Francisco fans two years ago. There were? Yeah. They lived here because they moved. And that's, well, I they mean, got, like, they got out of, they got out of <laughs> California, very bad place. There, there, there's a handful of teams that are going to to threaten Dallas's yeah. crowd advantage and, and not be half and half, but there may be fifteen percent Packers fans at this one. It's Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. Those are the are those are the yeah. fan bases Chicago's that Chicago's got a lot. They always bring a lot. Pittsburgh yeah, has a lot. Yeah. It is weird. We got two Chicago fans here in the building. Man, so. I'll tell you we 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 I figured out we are California yesterday. I was driving to the uh to the to the arena for the Mavs game. It's just like five thirty. And we were on 35, and it said Woodall Rogers, five miles. And it said 28 minutes on the board. Ugh. We are in California. Well, California? you're driving in rush hour. Five, to 30 minutes to go five miles? Yeah, that is bad. You can, a good marathon runner could beat that. Oh, my. Breaking, don't look at your computer. Don't not look. looking, not looking. Breaking news on 105.3. The fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit betql.com today. Pete Carroll to Alabama. No. Mike Norvell to Alabama. No. Uh, uh, Lane Kiffin to Alabama. has to do with the Patriots. Gerard Mayo to the Patriots. Yes. Good job, Bobby. Bring me up, Peyton. Go balls, baby. He's on the phone with the Tolo ticket winner. The Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach press conference next week. So Seems quick. Yesterday, Mike Florio... Well, they knew. We had yeah. Gerard Mayo on the show. We did. And it's like, this guy's Great impressive. Guest. Great guest. Great man. guest. Very impressive. We had Florio on yesterday, and we're like, okay, when's Rabel going? He's like, no. He's like, no, not necessarily. He also suggested Andy Reid could step away. Andy Reid did address that yesterday. He's like, no. He said, I'm old, but I'm not that old. So that's Andy Reid saying, I'm not retiring. Travis Kelsey, I think, also said, I have not had any thoughts about hanging them up, even though earlier in the year he was talking about wear and tear. Gerard Mayo, congratulations to him, Robert Kraft. 
knew that was his yep. guy. Gerard Mayo, where did he go to school? Tennessee, baby. Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, you know, it's funny. I hadn't. I would have thought there would have been a bigger deal made out of it or we would have had a, a, a better understanding of it. But like Rappaport had said yesterday that they essentially had a contract provision in place that said Mayo was the successor. And that that's why, he, like he threw out Mayo as soon as Belichick went, Rappaport was like, Gerard Mayo uh, is the name to watch here. He's, he's going to get a high likelihood. And he said that there was essentially a discussion that had been put in place that like, hey, you're the next in line. Wow. Jason Garrett Claus. Very similar. Or like Bill Belichick, what he was supposed to do for Parcells in the Jets. And you said something else from Rappaport that shocked me last night in the email, ruling out two things for, was that for Belichick? Yeah. So this was, this was interesting to me. This actually, because I, I was scanning, I was trying to look at for articles that had written about Belichick over the last week. Because a lot of times you'll see prognostications made before the decision is made. And so there was this headline posted on Sunday morning, Sunday's game versus the Jets could be Bill, Bill Belichick's last as the Patriots head coach. Okay, that, that obviously ended up being the truth. But he writes out, like, why this is the case and what things could happen next. But what he ruled out here was really interesting. He said, Washington, not happening. That Washington does not have interest in, in making the Belichick thing happen. Washington not, does not. Wow. They're not going to pursue it. And he said the Chargers and the Raiders are considered significantly less likely options. So there's three jobs right there that he can't get. Obviously not Raiders. Atlanta. The Tom Brady connection. He doesn't want to be told he can't win without Tom Brady again. So that ah. makes sense to me. Atlanta is the one that's starting to get some buzz. He's a fool. He's a fool if he goes to Atlanta. I'm so tired. That would yeah, that, that, yes. be a dumb move. I, I do agree. But he wants to coach Barry Sanders. But a 72-year-old, you're going to take a year off? You don't have to take a year off. Uh, you know. But, but say if the Chargers are out of play. Yeah. Chargers, I would think. Are out of play maybe because of Harbaugh. I'm going to guess yep, that okay, right now. You're right. You're right. So, but like, you, if his options are Atlanta or Carolina, mm-hmm. are you really? I mean, do you really want to attach your right. wagon a Tepper Star? And the Commanders. How, so, so that is Rappaport being completely opposite of Florio, who said that Josh Harris is enamored with Belichick in D.C. And maybe, maybe he is enamored, but it, it could be that. For whatever reason, Josh Harris, even though he likes the idea of him, doesn't think it's worth pursuing because of other factors. He didn't specify that, but he just said that Washington was not likely to to go after him, that they weren't going to play in those waters, which is what J.P. Finley told us as well from NBC Sports Washington. Yeah, he laughed at it. Yeah, he was like, nope, somebody told me here that's not going to happen. Gerard Mayo will become the NFL's youngest head coach. At the age of 37, Sean McVay had the title. So there it is. The Patriot replacement. He's been a head coach for like six years, and he still maintains youngest in the league. Schefter, kept huh. su- Schefter, by the way, kept suggesting that a playoff team in this, he was trying to passive-aggressively hint that a, a current playoff team would be in yeah. for Belichick. Philly. Philly. Or Phil- us. Or us, yeah. I mean, if Philly loses to Tampa, they decide to move on from Sirianni, which I think either – if I think – It'd be nuts, considering what he's done. And I think it'd be nuts if the Cowboys did the same thing with Mike. Although, when you lose in the first round, all bets are off. Whether they should be or not, they are. Um, I, I mean, if I'm Bill, and either one of those two jobs come open, I'm a 1,000% taking them. Dang. And, and from Bill's perspective, if if the if the uh, length and of the leash of a Philadelphia head coach is three years, that may be all he has anyway. Uh, here it is, a Rappaport saying it was written into the deal. Which I thought would have been there would have been much more like I heard it in passing in an audio clip. I was like, why isn't why aren't more people talking about that Gerard Mayo was given this contract provision? Yeah, did and did he earn that man? He had that type of status. Like we want you here so desperately, we cannot let you get away. By the way, congratulations to Tolo Elliott. Elliott just won the Cowboys Packers playoff ticket giveaway during the Expressway, brought to you by Miller Lite. And before we get to RJ's song, I think we have to while we're talking about the Belichick breaking news. Play the Chandler Jones song that you saw yesterday. Oh, baby, this is great. Now, Chandler Jones was on uh, his Instagram. On what? On, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> he was on his Instagram. And uh, now, the way he did this is he was started to sing just random words to a song over and over and over and over again. The same words. Bill Belichick. Yeah, but this it, is a famous song. It was, it was it to too. Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, the the Chris Stapleton song was made by eighteen other people before him, um, so he just is trying to find the right key. 
He finally hits the right key. And I don't know if he had, was ad-libbing these words or he had written these down, but this is a far better song than anything I ever put together. Oh, Bill Belichick. Oh, how I miss you. I just want to kiss you. They just got rid of you. Oh, Bill Belichick. It's good editing. Paid. You didn't flatten that ball. <laughs> It was Tom Brady. <laughs> you didn't spy gate. Mm. You didn't deflate gate. He's innocent. So why fire him? Oh. When it should have been Mr. Crowd. <laughs> oh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> As long as you cut the check, fight the wrong man. Why fire him? They called it a dynasty. He got seven Super Bowls. Old Bill Belichick. Yes. He made me the man I am. All right, I didn't even think I didn't even think this song would be that good because I listened to the first 40 seconds oh. and I was uncomfortable. I didn't grab it to send because I'm like Chandler Jones got some yeah. uh, mental questions and I'm, I don't want to make fun of him, but I didn't listen long enough to hear this and that was worth playing. I was playing this yesterday and and, I, and it, he keeps saying in the beginning like he literally does 45 seconds to a minute of just oh, oh Bill, Bill Belichick and then Sarah's like what are you listening yeah, to yeah and I'm like well the I'm way waiting it for is him the, to get into yeah, it I, 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 for the way it was set up with the Instagram and the computer on the on the laptop like I wasn't able to fast forward through it I had to go through my phone and it was like five minutes long so I was able to fast forward through it and then you get to the main part where it's, he he finds the right key or whatever. He's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. By the way, I think he's naked in this. Like, he's, he's got definitely no shirt shirtless. On. He's definitely shirtless. But then, like, you see his knee, and you don't see any semblance of shorts. Like, you, even like his upper thigh, you see no semblance of shorts. I didn't get it. This is uh, this yeah, is I fantastic. See, I got this, that. Is, this is fantastic, Perry. That's solid songwriting. Well, let's compare it to this. R.J. Choppy and Bobby mm. Bell. I loved watching you two yesterday. Oh man, it was so cute. In one hour, we were in there for an hour Almost. recording this. Almost, it Why? was bad. I thought uh, you're one take chop. Yeah, not with this one. This was very difficult to do. We I started off with just one verse, then Bobby's like, well, "Let's do a second one." This was kind of quick, so uh, I wrote the first verse. He helped me pen the second verse, and um, we kind of made some changes to it. And it went in the lab. We went in the lab, and it was tough. It was a tough situation. And you filmed it. You set up like different camera angles. I did. Now we, we're gonna have some video here. We're gonna have a more detailed, better music video that we'll put on the Facebook page later today with multi-camera angles and a lot of introspective, Great. choppy wow. looks. And no, it was it was very good. Sorry for the voice. Choppy had to change it. Like there were a couple times he went. He sang. He tried to sing twangy for the first half hour, and then he came back and he's like, "I gotta sing it straight." Mm -hmm. And then we we're having to change syllables. There was a lot of on-the-fly editing. He's a perfectionist. He's Great a true song. artist. It's a great. The, the original song is a legitimate title contender. It's an all. It's an all time. So are we getting video on the fan cam and yeah. YouTube yeah, right here. Yeah, it's just not the multi camera one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Texas Rangers had Creed. We hopefully have this to get the Cowboys through the playoffs on 105.3 The Fan. Uh oh. Last year, we'll win the chip. Make the Niners wish for Steve Young again. First, beat the pack, those cheesy heads. And it won't even matter if it's golf again. Yeah, Dak, you know this is your time. And I've said things I don't mean. But sometimes Bobby makes me want to scream. I know that last year, we thought we'd win it all. And when we lost, it turned out that we wasted another fall. You told us that you didn't want Kellen to come back again. And Mike McCarthy doesn't want that throw in the picks again. No way this ends like last year. No, no, no. <laughs> no way this ends like last year. Woo! 
No way it ends like last year. Zeke snapped the ball. Keller, why the hell did you make the call? Mike had enough. He wants to run the ball. By the middle of the year, made fools of all the pack. They let McCarthy go. And I say, what the hell? I wouldn't trade this kind of coach for no one else. I know that last wow. year we thought we'd win it all. And when we lost, it turned out that we wasted another fall. You told us that you didn't want Kellen to come back again. And Mike McCarthy doesn't want that throw in them picks again. No way it ends like last year. No chance. Mm -mm. No way. No way this ends like last year. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> That's a take. That's the one. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. Only took 40 of them. 469 four, is saying Choppy needs a Grammy. That got so uh -huh. much better. As it, There was one little stumble I was worried about. There oh, was yeah. editing in there. Terrible. Was, but, man, oh, I felt the goosebumps. I felt the unison. I felt the All sing right. Well done, Thank guys. You. Well done. We had, I think it was. Let us know what y'all think. Give us the review. 877-881-1053. Chuckwreck.com. Text line. In total, I think we had. 18 different takes of him singing. Uh, it never takes that long, does it? Never. Well, what was the, why the hell uh, this time? Because like the way he does that song, he like kind of jumbles words together and you're trying to match the amount of syllables in each each line. And the pacing, he'll sing some of it fast and then he'll kind of like throw back, throw back. And so Choppy will get in a rhythm of singing fast and then he'd start singing something too fast and go, am I off beat? I think I'm off beat. I think I'm I got too beat. fast. Yeah. And so like we kept having that restart. Oh, but done. because that, even still, the one point where he said, there was a little bit of a stumble. I don't know what it was. All 18 takes had the same stumble. They <laughs> so did. They all had the same that stumble. That was the cleanest sounding stumble of the 18 I, I, takes. I was, I, I was off beat the entire time. That is not going to go gold or platinum, as the fan text says. That is going aluminum. It's going to be an aluminum. You think, will this break the record that you had of the mm. other one with the YouTube hits? Ooh, Ooh I don't know. I mean, the, I don't know. what was the other one? Uh, neon Moon. It yeah, was, Neon uh, Moon on the Facebook got like 15,000 hits. Stick goes boom. Stick goes the boom. Stick goes, goes boom. boom. Yes. Yeah, so. All right, let's see if we can get it up there. We'll replay it in the 9 o'clock hour as well. We're going to make the official Cowboy Picks at 8 o'clock. The five things Choppy wants to see right now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Junk drawer. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin invented the junk drawer? Junk I am going to dedicate this right now exclusively to the one topic I've been dying to get to this week, and that would be the therapy session that uh -oh. rattled Bobby Bell. Mm. I was going to put this off, but mm. I had a big blow-up with Bobby after the McCarthy interview. <laughs> May have led to me going off on Peyton. Peyton, if I didn't tell you to start with the Mavs clip, I apologize. If I did tell you, I blacked out. Um, then that is your stupidity. So I don't know what I did. Uh, but we're going to do this therapy session recap because of our fight after the McCarthy interview. And why did this rattle you so much? So, look, as we've talked about, I've been I've been going to, to therapy to get people off my back in recent weeks. And it's been good. It's been fine. Uh, I, I think she's very smart and very good. And there there's some benefit there uh but it's interesting the first two sessions were kind of just me she would kind of like the floor is yours and i would just start talking and she would just mm, okay and she'd write something down and then she'd like maybe ask a question back and that was it this one took a turn session three was a very i thought you episode. were gonna be two and done so like get get these people off my back checklist i'm done yeah they're i mean they're they're reeling me in and we'll, we'll have to figure out if there's a psychological game going on here that that's reeled me in sean so this was, I guess she had established kind of my personality after the first two sessions. 
and she had mostly listened the first couple times. This was, all right, I want to drill down on some things. And she decided that she was going to be super direct. And in fact, one of the things she said, she was talking about, well, there are different approaches for therapists. Sometimes it's, you know, you need to kind of hold their hand a little bit or like work with them through things. Then she said there are other people who you've got to be a little bit more direct and to the point and and like that with them. And so she said that she was going to take the direct path with me. <laughs> and her reason for taking the direct path with me, she said, was uh, she's like, well, you're very sarcastic. And she said, you think you're really intelligent. Oh, my God. She so, said, you think you're really intelligent. So this text message exchange made my night the other night when Bobby sent it over. You're I still was, drunk from the text. I was so drunk from this text. I'll, I'll give it to you back and forth. The therapist, you think you're really intelligent. Bobby, no, I don't. Her, you said it several times already. Bobby, I said I have good instincts about people. Her, that's a kind of intelligence. Bobby, but that sounds arrogant. Her, yes, it does. <laughs> nice, love oh it. Oh my so, God, I loved it so much. Yeah, so basically the, the cliff notes here of what we ran into, and, and I like, by the way, this was not any sort of, that directness I appreciate. That's what I, I, I want. I don't want to have to, you know, assume some things. That's one of the things we're really working on here is my, uh, my tendency, Sean, to fill in gaps and make assumptions about motives or thoughts of others that are unspoken. So I like in a conversation go, okay, well, whatever was unsaid, I'm going to make my assumptions that this is what they would have said, or this is what they probably were thinking. And then I operate as if that's reality. And she's like, that can be uh that can be kind of dangerous. In fact, she said, I have a problem with control is what she said. Oh no. She said, you, uh, you are somebody who it seems like just based off these conversations needs to be in control in order to feel comfortable at all. In fact, she kind of, these were not her exact I, I, words. See, I would not have taken him for like a control freak. Not not at least with us, maybe with your family. Not, not have you seen how he treats his wife? Not control freak. <laughs> not control freak. I thought she was the Hispanic one. Not, con- not control freak like <laughs> my way or the highway, but more like need to be in control. Like I can't have unpredictable. Like I need to have, I need a to plan? know Are what to expect. I need to. I need all the information in front of me so I can make a decision like that. I need to gotcha. decisions made and done. But you put off... Christmas shopping to the very last second. You put off New Year's plans to the very last second. That's not planning. Right, but again, that's being control, sort of, because it's like I I know how to operate. Like, well, I got to get this stuff done, so I'll just shop on that day. But she had said, like, these were not the exact words, but the summary of basically what she said. By the way, why are you getting really sarcastic with, like, this brand new? I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I didn't notice I had. Apparently, (laughs) I, like... Apparently, I kind of said some, like, cheeky things, though. But not, like... Cheeky? Yeah, not, not be, like, being a jerk or whatever. But she had essentially said at one point that it felt a little bit like I would rather drive a relationship into the ground and be at the steering wheel of the crash <laughs> than have to give up my assumptions about people's thoughts and motives and have to kind of let the chips fall where they may in my interpersonal relationships. So instead of just letting things stand as they are and then having that unknown that makes me too anxious she said i'd rather just have it kind of collapse and be in control of the collapse yeah wow which fair insightful uh, interesting to think about maybe it's happened before like but i don't know that it's like a consistent thing that i do but yeah i absolutely want everything kind of on the table and look i i one of the things i told her was i need I've got this negative commentary all the time. Like, I've just got a negative thought process in general. And so she was like, well, don't you want to be happy? I was like, my happiness comes from the quick dopamine hit of looking for a fast confirmation of my negativity and then going, you were so right. Good job. And that's where I get my, that's where the happiness comes. Because if I were to have to fight back a constant negative commentary, that sounds like it takes a lot of work, a lot of elbow grease in order to be happy. And I don't know that that is worth the time because I have so much other things to do. (laughs) And so she had said, uh, she was like, okay, well, this is your third time coming here. So you've successfully got people off your back. So if you don't want to put in the work to be happy, what are we doing here? Ooh. I was like, I'm open to being wrong and I'm open to you showing me that I'm wrong. She was like. Okay, I can work with that. Here's my takeaway. Wow. I, I told I, her that when she said, okay, I can work with that, I was like, were you about to fire me? Yeah. And she's like, see, this is the whole assumptions and filling in gaps thing again. No, I was not. Uh, I think that she has now piqued your intellectual interest, and you love the sparring and the chess game and the mind games mm. and all that. So 
you're looking at this as like what, what, what's that sports game you play sometimes in the commercial breaks where you ask us about oh, uh, oh immaculate immaculate grid. grid yeah it's like this is like this is like yeah. your immaculate grid it is in person form mm. and you're curious and you like the I think that she is now kind of going at you a little bit challenging you uh, chesting you up I really maybe I, have you come back I, I mean I really I respect her a great deal and I think she's I think she's smart and I think all of that is is a real positive. So it's enjoyable to talk back and forth through those things. But that's kind of what I thought too. I was like, what if she's she's recognizing in me that I enjoy that? Like it just intellectually, yeah. I enjoy it. And so she's doing that yeah. as a means to like keep me coming back and then like subtly address the other things. Yeah. Because throwing a dig at you can go two ways. You'll 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 throw your headphones off and you'll walk out and be like, I'm done. Or like, oh, okay. It's either gonna fifty percent challenge you or fifty percent make you bail. And I think she's got you in the challenge category. And see, that's the way that I'm thinking about is that's how she's approaching. Um, but then I'm filling in gaps. And she, in fact, she was like, you don't have to. And I'm supposed to be working on that. And so clearly it's not sticking, I guess. Yeah, I haven't seen any improvement. But mm, she had said, either. one of the things she said there was she was like, uh, I, she said, you don't have to wonder what I'm thinking. I will always tell you. So don't worry about filling in gaps. And I was like, yeah, but you take notes while I'm talking. And I, I don't know what you're writing down. She's like, all right, well, to clear that up, if you like, you can just stop down in the middle whenever you're curious about what I'm writing. And I'll show you the pad. It's just things you're saying to remind me to come back to. Like, right, you feel better? Um, like actively or like when I first come out of there? No, just like uh, you know, when you first, not like physically, but you're like, this is this is good for me. Uh, Productive? I, I don't know. Maybe I, I think it has the potential to be. I, I look at it as like, are you have you tried to implement or practice? Sure. What she suggested? Sure. Okay. I, I just think the thing is that like I, I'm very negative, but like I told her, I'm incredibly negative, but it doesn't make me sad. I just view it soberly and objectively as this is a fact of life and I have to work around it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Roberto in therapy. I'm fascinated by it and I love it every single week. Let's make the official predictions. Close game, blowout, upset, Cowboys, Packers, 877-881-1053, chuckwreck.com, text line, what happens Sunday in the five things Choppy wants to see from the boys next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.